0: you know if you watch us as human beings for a while it doesn't take you long to figure out that there is a hunger in our hearts amen what do i mean by that well i mean that all throughout our lives we're always searching we're always working on something we're always working towards something it might be a job for you it might be a certain income level it might be a relationship it might be a hobby or interest many people pour their lives into that and many times we spend our lives pursuing whatever that thing and it's probably more than one thing we all have different pursuits that we take at different junctures in our life but we spend our lives pursuing that thing but many of us never quite get there or those who do get there turn around and tell us hey guess what it's not enough and so when we get to that point where we do reach and say hey you know i've put all this work into this pursuit i thought this was going to fill the hunger of my heart but this isn't it so i guess i'll just start another search start another pursuit when our group was in thailand recently the missionaries took us the last night that we were there we wanted to kind of have a nice just fellowship meal together and so we went to a nice restaurant and and had a nice buffet there and and we were all starving by the time we got there it took us all day to get there and by the time we got there i remember walking in and just kind of filling up my plate right there on the buffet but but i realized about halfway through the meal there's a lot more food here if you just go around the corner man it went that way and that way and back this way and i had already filled up before i figured out there was a lot more there a lot more selection just around the corner i want to suggest to you today that we are a lot like that in our lives we're a lot like hungry people who go to a buffet and we grab the first things at the front of the food bar not realizing that there are other things around the corner and not just other things but maybe the best things just around the corner that many people never find tonight i want to begin this series called the treasure principle and i want to talk to you tonight about the fact that we were made for more we were made for more than this we have settled for less it's not listen friend it is not wrong god's not telling us that we're bad that we're wrong for having hungers and for having desires tonight it's not wrong to have that hunger it's not wrong to pursue some things in life it's just that the things that we are pursuing are not enough to meet those needs they never were meant to be and tonight, I know very well that many of us in this room are are spending our efforts, are searching with all of our hearts for something and, and and are going in some of those directions. And I need to expose for us tonight that those things are not enough to be the treasure or the focus of your life. They cannot handle that role. They were not made for that. The stuff around us was not made to fill the deepest needs of our hearts. In fact, so important was this that uh, someone has uh, observed that about eight out of every 50 words that jesus spoke were related to things the stuff he knew that our hands were going to be sticky <laughs> he knew that as we traveled through this world that we were going to be tempted to grab hold of this stuff and to miss out on the real uh the real thing that could meet the needs in our lives so tonight i want to talk about that a little bit we were made for more than this and the first thing i want to talk to you about is that the stuff of this world does not last money houses cars furniture clothes all the things that we usually work hard for the bible says those things do not last what do we mean by that well first of all they don't stay around very long do they the bible continually warns don't put your trust in the things that you can see don't put your trust in the things of this world because they don't stick around for very long. In fact, Proverbs twenty three verses four and five. Now listen, this is God's word. He's speaking to us. If you're wanting to be a follower of Christ, he says in verse 4, do not weary yourself to gain wealth. Cease from your consideration of it. Wow, that's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Do not tire yourself, worry yourself about it. That doesn't mean that we can't work. God calls us to work, He calls us to be productive he calls us to use the gifts and the resources and to put those we've talked about that but he's just said don't weary yourself don't make it your focus to wear yourself out to gain wealth he says stop even considering that when you set your eyes on it it is gone for wealth certainly makes itself wings isn't that true like an eagle that flies toward the heavens my kids are uh, we're trying to teach them now just about finances and money and things like that and and you know, uh, the fact of the matter is, money is hard to come by, but it's easy to get rid of, isn't it? That new car, that smell wears off, doesn't it? Those new clothes, if you're like me, you get spots on them. That awesome job, it's not all it was cracked up to be, was it? And, and, and you could lose it tomorrow. Many people in our country are beginning to realize that. I thought I had job what? Security. I thought this was something. I tried to be smart. I got out of high school. Or I got out of college and I tried to get on a track where I thought, you know what? This is going to meet my needs and these are my family. And many people are finding those things you can't depend on to last, can you? Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. That dream house, it could be taken away next month. It's okay to have some of those things, but the Bible, what God would challenge us is why would we put our hearts into totally pursuing things that will not last and i want to just caution christians tonight because i think many of us as christians in our heads we know this truth if you've studied god's word if you've walked with god a little bit if you've been around some godly people you know in our heads we're not supposed to trust in things and if i ask you tonight you'd say oh no pastor robbie i'm not doing that but i want us to think about our hearts tonight i want us to think about our our practical our real lives how much time do we spend how much money do we spend how much thought life do we spend on things that will not last but you know what even if you could keep them a little while you know what the bible says even if you could hang on to them for 50 years the bible says that the things of this world the stuff of this world it doesn't last because it's not fulfilling to us ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10 it says he who loves money will not be satisfied with money nor he who loves abundance with its income this too is vanity the bible says it's emptiness the uh, god said i've been down the road a little ways if, if you're if you're on the ladder of success i just want to tell you god says i've been at the top and there is nothing there for you it's not fulfilling many people think man if i just had fill in the blank right if i just had you hear about that guy this week that won the lottery it was a, he bought a ticket in glens falls or something like that man if i oh man man if that if i had done that if i just won that million dollars what could i do with it i'd be all right many of us have heard the stories haven't we those people who've won that million dollars many people many people tell us when you have a lot of money you spend a lot of time worrying about how to hang on to it because remember what does it do it flies away (laughs) you got to keep grabbing it you got to keep catching it you got to hold on to it or many times it's not enough and you you know hey well now i've got this and and maybe i could get some more tonight says well i sure like to try it (laughs) well you know what i'm not so sure that you would like to try it tonight how many of us have chased the American dream, and found out in some ways, it's it's great. But in many ways, it's just not enough, is it? It's not fulfilling. There's got to be something else. That, that, that can't be the treasure that I was longing for, amen? That can't be the hunger. That that, can, that can't be what I was looking for to satisfy my thirst. But, but you know, even if it stayed around, even if it did bring good feelings, you know what the Bible says? It doesn't last forever you can't take it with you when you die even if you manage to scrape and claw and hang on to some things i promise you you will not take it with you amen the bible says from dust we've come from dust we shall return we we came into the world empty-handed and we're going to leave the world empty-handed it's like many people have said you'll never see a hearse pulling a u-haul i mean you're not going to take it with you I read about King Tut and all of his treasure. I've always been amazed by Egypt and, and all the Egyptians and the pyramids. I've always been intrigued by all that. But you know what? It's really sad if you think about it. King Tut with all his treasures. When he died, what do he have left? But then, in the same magazine I was reading about King Tut uh, this week, I read about another man who is who was buried very humbly, just one state over, in the state of Vermont and just has a very humble uh, cemetery plot and just a, 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 a short statement on his, uh, on his tombstone there. But that man was a believer in Jesus Christ. He had put his trust in Jesus. King Tut, as far as we know, was not a follower of God. So who invested wiser long-term? In fact, not only is it going to be worthless in eternity, but you know there's actually coming a day on planet Earth when all the money that we have right now will become worthless did you know that the bible says in revelation chapter 18 it's a sad chapter in god's word but basically the earth is winding down the earth is wrapping up and 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 the bible says it's it's like in one day in one hour in verse 17 it says for in one hour such great wealth has been laid waste i got some coins in my hand here you can't see them from where you're sitting probably but uh, if I go down here to Stewart's and try to use these, uh, at the least they'll say we don't accept that. At the worst, they might say you're going to jail. <laughs> you know, this is uh, this is Thai bot, or, or this is Japanese yen. Okay, one of our ladies on the airplane, she starts pulling out her, you know, her her pocketbook, and she says, "Oh man, I forgot to exchange some of my bot." some of the bills that she had why was she upset about that because guess what you can't spend it in america and you know what many of us for the first time just with our economy and everything that's going on we're realizing that it's possible to get to a point where our money is what worthless it doesn't mean anything i mean if you think about it, all along it's just been this it's just been paper that represented some value behind it. But once that value is gone, you're just left holding a bunch of coins and and paper, right? Friends, do we understand tonight we were made for more than that? We were made for more than this. First John chapter 2, verse 17, the Bible says, The world is passing away, and also its lusts or its desires, but the one who does the will of God lives or abides forever isn't that the point all this stuff is passing away that's all that we've been talking about so far but the one who does god's will is sustained lasts endures forever colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says set your mind on the things above not the things that are on the earth the things of this world are temporary they're unfulfilling and ultimately one day they're going to be outdated so why would i put all of my heart into that it doesn't last but also we need to realize the stuff of this world can take our eyes off of god there seems to be a draw doesn't there there seems to be a lure or a pull with the things of this world in many ways as we've said it's okay to enjoy things in a sense god put us in this world and god made this creation ultimately we're going to enjoy creation so there's a sense in which enjoyment is okay some christians think that you know i thought i'd just be sour there's a sense in which enjoyment is okay god blesses us there's no doubt about that but what we have to be careful about is those things many times can very easily pull us away from god you might say it like this we can have things but we shouldn't let things have us jesus warned us we cannot listen friend we cannot focus on god and focus on the things of this world do you realize that it's impossible and many of us are trying to do that we're trying to honor god we're trying to include god we're trying to have god be parts part of our life but we're also trying to accomplish some other goals some other pursuits some other things that are pretty high up on our list, too. Jesus said, It is impossible. Right now, you may as well give up that pursuit. There can only be one Lord of your life. Matthew 6, verse 24, he says, No one can serve two masters. It is just impossible. It's mutually exclusive. If someone is your master, they are your master, they're your boss. No one can serve two of those, for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. And then he comes out and says You cannot serve God and wealth. You cannot serve God and the things of this world. How many times have I been speaking with a young person and they tell me, say, Rob, you know what? I plan on one day, I plan on getting things straight with God and settling down and, and, you know, living right and all that kind of stuff. But first, I have some things that I would like to do they've made their decision haven't they who is lord who is most important i can't do both so what i'm going to do is i'm going to focus on the pursuits of this world first you cannot serve god and the things of this world because when we do guess who's going to win the things of the world the stuff of the world will take our eyes off of god see we need to be aware of something we are different than god amen the bible says in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 that god's way for us is that we would walk by faith not by sight now as soon as i say that we start tensing up don't we we don't like that that makes me nervous that's kind of risky that means i don't know all the details is that just me you guys with me i want to walk by sight then by faith i want god to say here it is now you follow god just says will you follow now here it is our tendency is to focus on and depend upon things now listen that's just reality isn't it that's the way we're put together god's just saying to us we need to realize that's our leaning and that leaning causes us to get trapped sometimes we begin believing that the things of the world are you listening we begin we don't even realize it but we begin believing that the things of the world are more trustworthy than god is how many people have i known who've struggled to trust god because they had a good job and they were financially secure some of the hardest people in the world the lead to christ are people who have a lot of money because you know what they would say hey 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 do you do you know christ is your savior have you ever given your life to god you know what many people would say i don't need to hey hey i'm what in our ear it's a common phrase i'm all set just because i got some money in the bank just because i've got a good job how many people have i known throughout the years who were in a non-god honoring relationship but when in doubt they chose the relationship the person they could see over honoring god the one they couldn't see it's just the way we are isn't it it's our tendency it's our leaning if god doesn't tell me different that's the way i'm going how about you if god doesn't help me to do different that's the way i'm going and that's why the bible warns us in first timothy chapter six uh, verses eight through eleven he says listen if we have food and covering with these we shall be content but those who want to get rich those who want to pile up things in this world who want to focus on that fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction is that not true do we not see people destroy their lives and their families for an almighty dollar? For the love of money, you now this is one of the most misquoted verses in the Bible. It doesn't say that money is the root of all evil. It says, for the love of money, the pursuit of material things is a root of all sorts of evil. And some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Now, let's listen to verse 11 when i was a young man i had a pastor sit down with me and he says i want you to sit down and i want you to read out loud to me first timothy chapter 6 verses 11 and the following verses i've never forgotten that it says but flee from these things you man of god the bible doesn't just say hey here's something you might want to consider here's some something the bible said this is a warning for us are you getting it this is a warning this is a danger this is something that captures our attention and the bible doesn't just say hey you might want to be aware of it or hey watch out for this or you're going along just you know check yourself the bible says run away from that kind of mindset i gotta be honest with you friends i'm growing in this i don't i'm learning more and more that i don't see things like god does how about you i i I mean i'm serious i i've learned some things in god's word i've learned some principles i've tried to walk with him in my life for for several years but you know i'm just learning there is a radical change that needs to happen in my life in this area and i pray that god would speak to your heart about that tonight. i don't even know how to describe it to you yet because i'm not there yet maybe in a couple of years i'll been through some of it and i can come back and give you an update <laughs> or maybe you can help me but the, he goes on in verse 17 he says instruct those who are rich in this present world listen the bible doesn't necessarily say that having a lot of things is a sin the bible just in fact many of god's servants were, were very blessed not all of them you got to be careful about that just because you're one of the king's kids doesn't mean you're gonna have a lot of money in your bank account that's what some christians say But God has blessed some of his servants. But he he would just say to us, just be careful. Instruct those who have a lot in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future well listen to this i love this part so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed you're not going to find true life in stuff the bible tells us in those verses don't get proud thinking we're something if we have a lot don't start depending on our stuff if we've got a lot of stuff because it may be gone soon be willing to share what you have with other people and focus on if god has given you a lot in this world focus on investing that in the future he says if you have that kind of mindset then you'll really begin to experience what life is really all about hey there's nothing wrong with being rich jesus owned it all amen he never sinned but because he had so much he was able to to invest in the lives of others so God's just warning us that stuff's not going to last and be careful because that kind of stuff can very easily take your focus and your attention and it has for many of us hasn't it the final thing tonight though is the stuff of this world can be an indicator it can be an indicator of some things that are going on in our heart jesus talked about this in matthew chapter 6 verses 19 through 20 He says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, in verse 21, there your heart will be also. Let's think about that. Jesus says, What you focus on, where your heart is, demonstrates what is valuable to you. Demonstrates what is treasure in your mind. Do you hear that, friend? Our actions speak louder to God than our words. I want you to think about this thought tonight where does most of your attention go? Is most of your attention, I'm just talking practical, checkbook, uh, schedule for the day, where does, mo- does most of your attention go on seeking the things of this world, acquiring those things, involved with those things, or is your attention on God? Do you spend more time on eBay or Craigslist or in catalogs or seeking God's direction for your life? you know in america that's a challenge isn't it i mean if you're not actively paying attention to this i mean if you're just kind of being lazy if you're just kind of living life and going through the fall you don't even have to do it on purpose that's going to be our default isn't it if we're just not thinking we're going to branch out into hey hey has anybody seen the black friday sales yet good grief A month ahead, those things are already, they're throwing them out, aren't they? It's so hard not to just constantly be, what can I get next? In Luke chapter 3, verses 1 through 14, I'm not going to read those verses tonight, but when John the Baptist was challenging people to turn to God, in each case that's recorded there, he used some example of how they were relating to material possessions as evidence of whether they were for real with God or not. Isn't that interesting? He challenged them in different ways, but every example there has something to do with their attitude towards the things of this world. Now, don't you to think about that? What if we said, okay, you said you're a follower of Jesus, let me see your checkbook. Wow. Man. Now, we're not going to do that okay we're not going to do that but but i mean think about that in a positive example just after the uh, rich young ruler goes off the scene earlier when jesus uh, challenged him in matthew chapter 19 there's a story there about jesus challenging a a young guy he basically said to him hey listen uh, if you're going to trust me one of your biggest struggles is trusting me with the things that you have." And that guy turned around and walked off. That's a negative example. But in a positive example, in that same story over in Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, there was a man who came along, and when he gave his life to Jesus, God didn't have to tell him to give anything away. That man, as soon as he gave his life to Christ, he offered to pay back every debt that he owed four times as much you see it was intuitive in him as god's spirit was working in his heart he realized that how he was handling how he was seeing the things of this world he realized that the focus of his life had been on acquiring and even in his position on stealing from other people on taking from others so he could gain and finally he realized you know what that's not right that's not me anymore that is not who i am i don't like that that's not my focus anymore when he came to god he brought his stuff too amen we were made for more than for focusing on material possessions and how we relate to our stuff says a lot about how we relate to God so I want to ask you tonight what is the evidence saying I know in your head you're here tonight hey pastor I'm here you know I mean I'm at church you know what are you talking to us about this for (laughs) well because i are one of you and i know this is a struggle and i know how easy it is for us to, to say in our hearts oh yeah oh yeah that's wrong oh yeah and then when i think about my real life i'm not doing so great god help me listen to what c.s lewis said i really like this statement some of you may have heard it before he says we are half-hearted creatures before i read any more of this have you ever seen the chronicles of narnia one of the things there's some subtle things in that movie but one of the things i like about that movie is it gives the idea to me there's several things in the movie that they're that kind of subtle that speak to this but it gives the idea to me that we were made for more than what we're experiencing isn't that good news tonight <laughs> i hope it's better than this amen i sense that in my heart don't you i sense that i was made for for better than what i've experienced for better than what i've accepted and that's what he says we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. I pray that you would grab hold of that statement. We are far too easily pleased. Ever since I heard that statement several years ago, I think about it very often when i'm tempted by sin when i have a desire that i realize as god's spirit speaks to me is wrong but in my heart i think well it sure seems right to me amen isn't that how it goes you've got christ in your heart he's going to speak to you that's not right and you're saying but it sure does seem like it the very next statement i think about many times is robbie you are far too easily pleased Ooh. wow i almost messed up amen i ain't taking that garbage i'm not accepting less than god's best amen i don't want to be half-hearted i want the whole heart i want the full experience i don't want to i don't want to die i don't want to see my life destroyed i don't want to hurt other people around me i want life But tonight, many of us didn't even know it. For many of us, we've never been given another option, have we? This is just life. And you do the best you can. You know what I believe? God would just just resonate in our hearts tonight as His Spirit speaks to your heart. There is something to what this guy's talking about. It's true, isn't it? I have accepted less than God's best for me would you just admit that tonight maybe you're like me maybe you know i'm trying to live for god i'm trying to love him i mean i don't you know i'm not going off the deep end or anything but i'm struggling because i i think there's some more things god wants to teach me and and i want to grab hold of it maybe that's you tonight you say hey god i'm trying to love you i'm trying to serve you with all my heart but i just have a sense that you're trying to take me somewhere would you just say to him tonight god i hear you and i want to go Would you take me? Would you do that tonight? Maybe you're here tonight and you've never put your trust in Jesus. You've never surrendered your life to him. You've bought into the, no, no, I'll be all right. I'll make it. I'll get some stuff. I'll be happy. I'll, I'll make a life for myself. You know what? The Bible says that is a futile effort. And if you haven't figured that out already, you're going to one day but I pray that you figure it out before it's too late. And tonight, you know what, last night, I shared Christ with a young lady and she died just a few hours after that. I don't know if you will ever have an opportunity to seize that gift that God has given you. To just say to Him, God, Wow. I have been so off base. And I didn't even know it. God, would you forgive me tonight? Would you have mercy on me? Lord, I I didn't know. I'm sorry. Jesus, thank you that you paid for me. Thank you that that you made it possible for me to experience your purpose. I I don't know how that's going to happen. I I'm so messed up. I'm so off track. I, I haven't even been to church in years. But God, would you have mercy on me? Forgive me and come into my life. You know what? There's a song that one group has. That's the greatest song of all to God. It's music to his ears when his special creation, a human being, a person, finally surrenders and trusts in him. Would you do that tonight? Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about there's something in me that is searching, that's searching, it's hungry. There's a treasure hunt that I'm on. Amen? I, I feel like i got to go somewhere. I'm supposed to do something. I'm supposed to find something. And God is just telling us this week, It's not in the places that we're usually expecting it to be. Would you accept that and receive that tonight? Let's pray together. Dear God, I pray tonight that you are intersecting someone on the path of life and that you are just speaking to their heart. That they've been going full bore, pedal down to the floor. 80 miles an hour in the wrong direction. The bridge is out. The pursuit that they're on is a dead-end road. And God, you are just stopping them tonight. You're just saying to them, turn back. There's a better way. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that each one of us in this room would receive that gift tonight, that you would come down into our lives, and you would, you would help us to have a checkpoint tonight. If there is someone here who's never put their faith and trust in Jesus, I pray, God, that tonight that they would say, Jesus, I realize for the first time how far I've gotten away from you, God, and I am so sorry for that, and I accept you as my Savior, and I ask you to have mercy on me tonight and to forgive me and to change my life And Lord, for us as Christians, many times we justify ourselves, we rationalize, we've accepted your gift and we've begun our, our walk with you, but Father, we are not where we need to be. And I pray, Lord, that you would just continue to mold us and shape us and that we would receive that tonight. Lord, you are challenging me and I am sure that you're challenging others here tonight to change the focus of our lives from stuff to God. Help us to receive that, respond to it, and to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand together with me. As we close out the service, we want to have an invitation. As Jeff said at the beginning, it's we have invitations at the end of our service where we say, if God's spoken to you, we invite you to respond to that. You can do that publicly. You can, If you want to have something you'd like to share with others, if you just like to pray with someone, I'm going to be down front. You don't have to share with anybody else. If you'd like to talk to God on your own, that's between you and the Lord. I wonder if there's somebody here tonight when you heard Julie sing that song, I Belong. Could you identify with that song? I Belong to you, Lord. Isn't that good news? As messed up as I am, I belong to Him because of Jesus. If you don't know that tonight, you can. The only thing that's standing between you and God having that kind of relationship is you being willing to receive it. If you're a Christian and you need for God to change your heart about something, why don't you let Him do that right now?